1: Well, family, the Chicago Bulls made their move on draft night, moving to draft pick 35 to get Julian Phillips and signing undrafted center Adama Sanago. Uh, and so we're gonna talk about that. We're also gonna talk about the update that A.K. and Eversley provided when it comes to Alonzo Ball situation, kind of their mindset behind that, and the team's offseason plans in that press conference after the draft. We're gonna get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes. You can follow the show on social media if you choose to do so, at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform that we are on. And so with that being said, it's it's time to get into. So draft night, a night that we've all kind of been waiting for. A night that I said this may be the first night in which we kind of see what the plans are going to be for A.K. and Eversley this offseason. Now, I also did say do not expect very much from the Bulls as far as moving into the draft. And while they did move late into the draft, they, they got a player in Julian Phillips who's a young Ford 6'8" almost 6'9", uh, can play either four position, isn't going to be an elite defender, he's going to be able to guard one through four and some small ball fives if you try to put a small ball five out there, and more importantly than any of that, this guy has the upside, right? Elite defender, elite athlete right away, and I, something that I found out after my initial video last night that I dropped right after the Bulls traded for him, or traded up to draft him, I should say, is the more proper phrase there, uh, but the video that I had was talking about how he didn't shoot much, but after doing a little bit more research, it seems like in high school, he actually was a pretty damn good shooter. So there's at least that, that potential there that he can round out to a nice three and D player for the Chicago Bulls. And that is a position that we've seen on many teams. If you have a player that can, score, that can shoot the three ball and defend well, you get, you get pretty good results there. Now, Julian Phillips is not going to be a three-point shooter right away, right? But with the way that he was able to shoot in high school, and again, you said in the video last night, there's there's some mechanics things with that shot there, but you can definitely work on it. The Bulls ha- hired Peter Patton, who is their now head of player development and a shooting coach. I expect him to be working with Julian Phillips right away. But this has left the question now. And I saw you guys in a lot of the comments of the video last night. Well, what does this mean for, for Justin Lewis? How does uh, Julian Phillips compare to him um, as far as like wh- also with Dalen Terry? And here's the thing that I'm going to say. I'm going to talk about all three players now. I think we have to remember that Justin Lewis is a two-way player, meaning he can only play a a predetermined set amount of NBA games or or his contract has to be converted to a full NBA contract and the Bulls would have to have an open roster spot to do that. Now, with the way that things are shaping up for the Bulls, it doesn't seem like they're going to have an open roster spot and they're going to be so close up to that tax that I highly doubt that Justin Lewis is going to be somebody who plays a ton of NBA games this season. Could be wrong, but it doesn't shape up to be that. So Julian Phillips comes in. Yes, he is not the shooter that Justin Lewis is, but Julian Phillips, because he was drafted, because he is going to be on an actual NBA contract, also because of the fact that Julian, um, yeah, Julian Phillips, names are so uh, similar, Julian Phillips uh, has that elite defensive stat right away. And rebound. He's going to be a solid rebounder, in both, at least an active rebounder on both sides of the ball that's the difference between the two, and I do think that while, yes, Julian Phillips is younger, is going to take some time to develop to get to his optimal version of him, he has that ready-made NBA skill now. And as far as Dalen Terry, him and Dalen, other than body makeup, they're not similar players at all. You got to remember, Dalen Terry is a player that played point guard primarily through his life before he had his growth spurt. He's an excellent ball handler. The court vision is amazing there. Um, and while, yes, he is a defensive dog as well and athletic, he is not nearly as athletic as Julian Phillips, right? So I, I see the comparisons and why you guys make them, especially uh, because we haven't seen a lot of Daylon Terry either, and so you're just kind of going off of what their their, their profile is. But they are very different players. Justin Lewis, uh, Daylon Terry, and Julian Phillips are are all completely different players. Yes, they have that height and length combo that AK likes, but as far as their play style, it's quite different on, on the way that they play, and so. Ultimately, I don't think either player really eats into the, into each other. I do think uh, uh, Julian Phillips has a chance, right? That is the biggest question now. Will he actually play for the Chicago Bulls? And here's the thing I'm going to still say that it's a slim chance just because Billy, Bubblegum Billy is the coach. But I will say this because Julian Phillips has the potential to be an elite defender, and it's probably not going to be right away, but he has that chance, I do think that he's going to, he could carve out some minutes for himself early. Keep in mind with that too. Depending on what the Bulls prioritize in free agency, if a point guard is who they prioritize, if it's shooting, if that's the case, there also is a kind of a ready-made role for Julian Phillips to step in to that to that Javante Green and uh, Derrick Jones Jr. type role. So those are kind of the things that I'm looking at. I'm not I'm not ready to say that Julian Phillips is going to be this player that comes in and he and he has a role right away. But we've seen we've seen two sides of Billy, and I understand. Bulls fans tend to just go off whatever's more recent, but I think people forget Patrick Williams played right away under Billy Donovan, albeit that team had different expectations. Uh, Io DeSumo carved out a role for himself very early on, and yes, Kobe White was injured during that time, but also it was a position of need. Julian Phillips comes in at a position of need that we need some defense, we need some athleticism, so that it, it could help him get in the door. Now, it's going to be all on him. He's going to have to come in to training camp, those type of things play in summer league as well, and just show that that ready-made NBA skill set as far as on the defensive side of the ball. But I think if he does that, if Julian Phillips is ready defensively day one, Billy's probably going to play him a little bit, a little bit. And how he how he performs in the time that he gets is going to determine how much Billy relies on him. But I think more so than anything, we n- we need to make sure we're seeing Daylon Terry early next season as well. Now another draft night acquisition that the bulls made was adama Sen- 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 Senago, i believe is how you pronounce it uh this guy is a power force last center 6'9, 245 pounds he was a junior at uconn and this guy he has an, a solid touch around the basket right i wouldn't necessarily call him like this this huge back to the basket post move type player but he knows how to score in the post which could be something that we need also, a solid rebounder on both sides of the ball. We talked about how the Bulls do need offensive rebounder. He's solid there as well. And he's become a very good free throw shooter. And for a big that may get fouled, especially that that is a gritty big, you can see that. Now, again, undrafted rookie, so expect to see him more in the G League and, and, and Summer League than anything else. But if he cars out a role, gets maybe that additional, Because keep in mind now, next season is the first season where you have that third, um that third uh two-way player slot so he could fit into that in the future so um i like it i like it It, like i said before isn't isn't the the like uh he's not a modern center by any stretch of the imagination but his size his basketball iq as well how he can finish around the rim he may be able to carve out a role for himself uh at some point in the nba and so we'll ultimately see if he can get that I, i i don't have as good of a feeling as far as like what the what may be a good comp for him as well as Paul Millsap. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening with uh, Adama. At the end of the day, the Bulls go out again, get a guy. They didn't have their own second-round pick, which they lost because of Alonzo Ball tampering. They traded for one and got another uh, undrafted free agent that it looks like, per, you know, some of those reporting after the draft, they feel like it's a pretty solid uh, acquisition, so we'll end up seeing. All right, so after the draft went down, Ak mark eversley got out there and this is probably one of the times we heard mark eversley talk the most as well i'm um, probably cut in some some highlights from that over the course of, of of me talking here but first up the when asked about lonzo ball and uh ak said um, this. it's been a few months since lonzo has had his surgery what's new what's the latest on him is he able to do anything and
0: kind of where is he at at this point well, he's, you know, he's recovering nicely. Uh, I think uh, last month he got off the crutches and, you know, he's recovering. Um, doing his rehab, um, you know, everything is going well. Um, going into offseason, I think our expectation is that he's not coming back next season and he's going to continue on his recovery. Um, if he comes back, it would be great. But we're just going to treat this off season and getting ready for the season that he's hes not going to be back next season.
1: That would be two years, potentially, of him not playing. Do you have confidence that he's going to be able to play for you guys at any point in the future?
0: No, I hope eventually you're going to see him on a basketball court. But I do not think he's going to be back next season.
1: Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. So, with that being said, it's something that we all expected. But it's good now to know that they are also being forthright about that because last season it really felt like between whether it was the Doctors, Lonzo, the front office, there's just a bunch of up and downness, right? We now have a consistent saying and, and and word from our front office that they are not expecting Lonzo Ball to be back, and they also said, you know, how that is going to change what they try to go out and get in free agency. But that, that it's clear, and you know, as we've said, and obviously I've been preparing you guys, be prepared. Lonzo Ball probably ain't coming back at all. Period, not coming back. His career's done, and so he was also asked about the the chance of waving and stretching Lonzo Ball, and he says that is not an option at all. Now, keep in mind, waving and stretching is different than the disabled or career-ending injury exception. And so, because of that, right, a waving stretch would be you're basically waving him, and you're still paying him, but you stretch that money over, I think it's three years. Somebody quote me on that one. Um, so, that's not an option. Never really thought that was going to be an option. He was asked about the disabled player exception or the career-ending injury exception. And he didn't really, he didn't give a straightforward answer on either one of those. But I've kind of already told you guys as well. When you look at AK, I mean, when you look at this situation, the Bulls, if they did not file for either one of those exceptions now, the process to get them improved takes a while. At this point, even if they were to file it today, they would not get that. Most of the free agents would be signed before they get that money. Keep in mind as well, the career-ending injury exception, while it does eliminate Lonzo Ball's contract from the salary cap, the Bulls are still over the salary cap considerably, so they wouldn't get that money right off. Now, what the Bulls, I expect the Bulls are probably going to be doing is they're going to be looking at using probably the career-ending injury exception next offseason. That will coincide as well with DeMar DeRozan's contract coming off the books, and if they do that, they then do gain considerable spending power in free agency. So that's the kind of thing that you want to look at. You want to time those things kind of be around the same time so to be able to take advantage of, of the career ending injury exception that's going to be the time to do it and so that's probably the more likely scenario and then even if what that would allow keep in mind the Chicago Bulls would have bird rights on DeMar DeRozan so even if they do wait for his contract to come off the books right he'll have a cap hold but and use the career ending injury exception they can sign free agents pivot back to DeMar maybe later on in free agency if he does resign here but that's probably the time where the Bulls are going to use that now to go into other things in free, uh, with this press conference from A.K. and Eversley. A.K. was asked about the Bulls fans being unhappy with this team. And A.K. said... First,
0: uh, for fans who might look at the situation and be disappointed that you didn't... that you stood pat at the deadline and that you didn't make a big trade, you know, leading into the, you know, involving draft night, what's your message to that segment of the fan base? Well, I think we made a move in the draft... Uh, I know it's a disappointment it's not in the first round, but uh, we did. Uh, but they will have to wait until, I think, until the free agency and to see what we look like uh, after that.
1: Bulls fans should wait to see how the team looks after free agency. So, you know, that's one thing you want to look at as well. Um, so And he also, when he was asked about going into the luxury tax, AK had this to say, that Jerry and Michael Reinsdorf have always been open to them going into the luxury tax if they're competitive
0: very long question as always <laughs> kc uh i think it all depends you know on free agency how that goes and you know I, like I, you know uh, jerry and michael have been always open uh with me to go into luxury tax if 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 our team is competitive um um, you know, top four, top six in the East, it, you know, if if there are players in free agency that we can, you know... <laughs> there you go. Uh, that can improve our team, and we're, you know, we're competitive, uh, you know, we'll, we'll retain, you know, we'll retain our free agents.
1: He went on to describe competitive as a top four to six team in the East, and he said specifically... If we get to there, if we get to that, we're we're going to be able to spin to keep that team together. What does that mean for this free agency? I don't know if that means that the Bulls are going to be able to go into luxury tax. I think that they now because they can use their full mid-level exception, that's probably going to be the first thing that they do. But also hearing AK talk about they, that they will address shooting in free agency, saying that fans should wait to talk about uh, uh to to see how they feel about the team till after free agency as well lends me to believe that they are going to try to do everything that they can. I don't know if it's going to be the moves that we want to see. I don't know if it's going to be a bunch of moves. It may be one key acquisition and one smaller acquisition, right? That may be what we're, what we're in store for this free agency, but it's going to come quicker, quick, quicker, sooner rather than later, I guess is the, word, the phrase I should use, because they can re-sign Vooch right now. Free agency opens. Vooch can negotiate with any other team starting in seven days on the 30th. You want to try to avoid that. If they if they want to retain Vooch, so that way they can go into free agency focusing on other things. They already, uh, A.K. also in, made clear their intentions to extend qualifying offers to Io and Kobe White. So look out for that. That probably means that they are looking to uh, retain both those players, or at least be able to force something if Io does go elsewhere. Um, and Kobe, they're looking to keep Kobe as well. By the way that they talked about him here. Um, and so. They were also asked about the need for shooting and how they always talk about the need to change that shot profile, but how they keep drafting players that need work on shooting. Mark Eversley talked a lot on this one. He talked about how they hired Peter Patton as the player development coach and the shooting coach, and he's going to be working a lot with these players, that they came into this team saying how important drafting well and player development was going to be to them, and it's going to get back to that. And if you guys have been watching me long enough, you know I've been telling you guys this for the longest. A.K. and Eversley came in and did the opposite of what it seemed like they were going to do initially. And that was build through the draft. They made the moves. A.K. talked about it in this press conference, how, you know, making the move for Vooch, even though, you know, it asked, he was kind of asked about how, the, how they reframe that deal now. But he talked about just how that move was built to, to 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 signal that they are going for, they are going to try to be competitive. And so now they're kind of pivoting back to their original plan. They're going to draft. They're going to try to develop. Hiring Peter Patton, Mark Eversley talked about a couple of times in this and just how important that is to what they're trying to build here in Chicago. But what does that mean? That means that this team is not going to be that contender anytime soon, right? They're going to they're, And the fact that they are probably not letting go of any of these young players. You look at Marco. You look at uh, now Julian Phillips, Justin Lewis, Io DeSumo, Kobe White, Dalen Terry, Patrick Williams, right? That's seven. That's seven young players. On this team, that all need work and development in one way, shape, or form of another, and because of that, having now a development coach inside internally that's going to be here day in and day out and come up with those development plans, that's going to help pave the way for that. But what that also means is that you need to be focused on the development of these players. These players have to play AK and Eversley, so you know, hopefully, we 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 get to a point to where. The words that they're saying match with what we see on the basketball court and the direction that we're going. I think we're going to start moving towards that direction. It's still going to be a little bit of a while, though, but at least after draft night, there's a lot of reason for positivity, still a lot of reason for doubt, still a lot of reason for concern about where this team is going. That last night did not clear up anything on how, the, how what is what are they trying to do to make the team better immediately. It no, there, That didn't provide any clear, clarity at that, on that at all. But ultimately, they added some talent. They made a move. They saw a guy that they want. They were aggressive. They went out and got him. But now the real work starts. What are you going to do with this roster? What are you going to do to try to add? What free agents are you going to go out and target? It's going to be an interesting two weeks, like I said here. And make sure you guys stay tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central because I will be providing breaking updates, just like with the Julian Phillips signing. Got that video out about twenty minutes after the 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 the, 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 the trade and the and they drafted him. Stay tuned in. If you're a Bulls fan and you want up-to-the-date breaking news, whether it's on the podcast side or the YouTube side, hit that subscribe button because I'll be providing that for you all offseason. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, at gmail.com. Lastly, we'll leave a text message and our voicemail. The number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on Go Bulls! Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.